millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Hi. And Josh Brown. Hello. And we thought we would break down the remaining titles of 2018. I keep thinking it's 2019. I don't know why. It's, the, it's near the end of the year. You caused complete anarchy trying to prep this, Scott. <laughs> I was like, oh, so does that mean we can talk about Anthem and yep. Biomusic? And he goes... Oh, it's not this year. I'm As like, well, all no. Smash Brothers and no. Ting. So, no. yes, yeah. just Scott. Basically, because Red Dead Redemption 2 is everywhere, we thought we'd look at the rest of the stuff coming out. We're going to go by release order. Um, so we have a good, I think it's eight or nine games to break down. Uh, starting with November 6th, which is tomorrow. We're recording this on the 5th of November. Uh, Gunpowder, Treason and Plot <laughs> is The Walking Dead. Overkills The Walking Dead. Yep. Um, now, it looks like a thing. Looks, but let's just be, I mean, I'll be completely honest. Only on me, I think it looks horrendous. Every right. time that they've showed it off, I thought it looked really badly made so that's my take is it finished is it made <laughs> is it done doesn't look finished good it's, question uh, I'm scared for it I feel bad for it yeah I mean I think they're trying to go down the left for dead I think they're trying to tap back into that sort of like group based like you know wave based zombie game thing and it it, it has left for dead vibes but right. it's whenever it's been shown off it's been very spotty um, and it just it just seems I don't know it doesn't seem like either they've maybe not had enough time to polish it as much as they could have done um, but every preview event it's been at it, it's not been held up very well obviously The Walking Dead's gone up against like the Telltale games are the reputation side of it um, and there was an older Walking Dead game uh, called Survival Instinct yeah. that was so bad I was, yeah. I was so was bad oh no no, like, no 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 even I things. won't defend that Scott <laughs> but um, as the only Walking Dead fan in the in the well like play on the gaming in team the world. Yes. Yeah, in the world in the world well think? I was was being the operative word that yes. I was looking forward to but everything I've heard so far has just been negative and it feels like <laughs> it's just come I didn't even realise until we were making this list that it was out this week I knew it was like soon mm. but I didn't know it yeah. was literally tomorrow or today depending on whether, whenever this goes up mm-hmm. it's it's a weird one I think that I mean considering the size of The Walking Dead especially as a franchise you go off the books in the TV show like it, it deserves a truly great action focused game it does and it's just I, I mean I'll be it maybe it is this but everything that they've shown it doesn't seem like it is so we'll have to wait and see. And I so wanted it to be this. I know. I really, really did. You think that it wouldn't be too much of like a hard bet to just put enough money into it to deliver that like pristine quality yeah, thing? So. You'd think. 
Uh, not to worry. Something else that's coming out tomorrow is called Grip. Now, this is something that's made by the dude. Now, do either of you guys know Roll Cage? No. Well, yeah, I've heard of it. So me and Jules play, like, played a lot of Roll Cage on the PS1, which was basically a physics-based driving game where you play as a little car with four big old wheels, and it had like kart racing-style power-ups, and it was great. It was really, really cool. The tracks intertwine everywhere. Like I said, physics-based racing, and it was awesome. Uh, that that franchise had a couple of entries and then just like died off. But right. people like me and Jules, the old elderly cane people, stuck by it and always kind of said, hey, that that franchise was really cool. Lead developer on that, lead director, whatever he's called, uh, made this new game called Grip, and it's pretty much a remake of Roll Cage. So for the three people that care... Including you and Jules. Including me and Jules and the guy that made it, we are very <laughs> excited about the release of Grip. You know what? You being excited has made me excited made for it. Me. I'm going to play so it now. Cute. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the best. So I would recommend everybody to at least go check out a screenshot of some gameplay footage of Grip, because it's going to get buried. I mean, 2018 is absolutely round with stuff left, right, and center. I know. I mean, everyone's yeah. going to be so excited about The Walking Dead that they're not. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the two games tomorrow, that one's probably going to grab the more headlines. This is exactly it. This the end of this year is so packed. I yeah. was so looking forward to the Call of Cthulhu game, and then it came out on like the same day as Red Dead Redemption Two, and I forgot it was out. And I'm like, I can't play it now. So okay. I, I would like to bury my game. Hundred hours into Red Dead Redemption Two, it reminds me of when um, Metal Gear Solid Five came out the same day as. Something. Um, no, it was Mad, Mad Max. Max that came out the same day as Metal Gear Solid yeah. 5, and that was a great game. Yeah. One of the best games of the generation, in my opinion. Mad Max, not totally. Metal Gear Solid, but nice. I love it. And it just got buried, and no one played I was it. Say, speaking of games that only three people liked, me and you, and I think Jules again, are yeah. big fans of Mad Max. Rach, go play Mad Max. I, I have it. I've, I've played a little bit of it. Oh. I am. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's large. Good, it? It's all right. Yeah. Haymakers and all that. It's pretty good. <laughs> I like working on my car. Yes, the making the car of that thing. What do you call it? The, the juice? The juice. I think it's it? called the juice. I don't even know. <laughs> it's a great game, but I don't know what the car's called. Don't <laughs> worry, It's the it, Interceptor, isn't it? It, like the, it doesn't even matter at this point. I think it's, it's called the juice. But car. speaking of cars that are coming out in 2018, Grip is full of lovely little cars, and you should go check it out. Uh, the next thing that actually has a bit more sort of franchise pull is Hitman 2, uh, November 13th. Now... It, okay, so you haven't played the first season of Hitman. No. Do you play the first season of Hitman? It's not really my thing. Okay. Um, but I could tell you the first one looked good. It, oh, well, okay. So as a huge Hitman fan, the the one that came out in 2016 is pretty much the best Hitman's ever been. Like, the, the scope and scale of those levels is ridiculous. Like, everyone sort of points to, like, Bethesda or CDPR as being, like, you know, the, the maestros of open world gaming. And, like, obviously they are. But in terms of AI scripts overlapping one another, you walk into a Hitman level and it's, it is like stepping into another reality. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous the amount of ways that you can kill interact with it. Well, here's the thing, and this is why I'm a bad video game pundit, is because I love Sock. Hitman, one of my favourite uh, goddamn franchises of all time. Yes. Loved, even loved Absolution, you know? Really enjoyed that game. I know. That I'm, I'm lot, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll well. confess to that, but didn't get around to playing the original season because the messaging was bad, okay? okay. Square Enix did a pretty good job back when they they don't, they don't own the franchise anymore. Not right? anymore. So I, I interacted with I one independent, which yes. is, that's one of the best things, because they, they managed to keep the IP. They split with Square Enix. Um, assumedly, it was Square Enix's decision to go episodic, although it, it was also a bit of I.O. because mm-hmm. they were like, we need more dev time. But whatever. So, yeah, they've actually gone independent but they kept a AAA franchise, which is extremely interesting yeah. as far as they're concerned. But yeah, season two, uh, for the most part, is more levels. It's just more of the more of the same, but in a really great way because what they've created is a, is a fantastic game engine and the overall, like I said, scope and scale is phenomenal. Uh, me and Jules played it at EGX uh, down in Birmingham, mm-hmm. um, which was like the level that you might have seen with the F1 cars. Is that, because um, they announced Sean Bean in it as well, is that... 
He's I think he's one of the live targets. Okay. So one of the things that like the reason that everyone got put off the first one was because of the episodic thing. But like I thought that yeah 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 and like initially I was like oh god I don't want to. It do... confused so many people because I was working in a game store at the time. Yeah. It, people were so confused. They were like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah yeah. <sighs> but the thing was like it actually they ended up working it into their favor hugely because yeah. it meant that you got one level every month or every two months and then they would plug different targets into it. So it's like you know within the hours of like X and X you just turn up and this target is somewhere in the world. Okay. Go find them. And so it meant that you were getting as much as possible out of each level before knowing that something else was coming the next month. Yeah. They actually really worked it into their favor. But like you know by the time that that game had came out, no one cared because the initial burst of oh god it's episodic what the hell <laughs> just dominated everything else. How do you think that's going to work with Hitman Two then? Because obviously they're ditching the episodic uh, kind of structure of it and yeah. going back to like the regular game. Will you still have that sort of incentive to stick to one level for a long time and mm. get contracts that come in on the fly, or is it going to work in a sort of different way? Because I, I don't know. I didn't play the original, like I said, except <gasps> from the free episode that's on the PlayStation Store. I yeah, yeah. That. I think they gave away the first episode for free. Is that what you were going to say? No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, I personally think it's a good idea. I think it's a good move. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They've done it as a direct response to the like season one, um, and they've still got the live targets, like Rach said, with the Sean Bean thing. So it's like they can still plug different ideas into it, and people will seek them out. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Agent 47 and Hitman in general has the same cultural pull that he used to have across the 2000s. Yes. Because of Absolution and because of both those movies <laughs> that just buried him alive. Which, again, going back to the messaging on the first game, which I didn't uh, really get into because of like the marketing stuff. It was like, oh, it's episodic, and he, we can wait for the whole thing but also the episodes are getting delayed and it was kind of touch and go and it did turn out really well in the end but the same thing in my opinion has sort of happened with Hitman 2 yeah. like it's coming so soon and yet I, I work in the goddamn video game industry and yet I know so little about this game and I don't know whether mm. that's my fault or if it's the marketing fault but I want to be excited for it it's weird that IO have gone to this sort of like they've got the franchise back mm -hmm. and it's still sort of find its feet with how to sell it back to players. It is interesting because like I said like they've split they've got they've kept the IP but they're, they're an independent studio with this massive franchise and I wonder how much they have like cooked the books and gone okay we can't spend that much on the on the uh, the pre the promotion of it yeah. but we'll make sure that the final product is a They would have way more creative freedom as well. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think and it's, it's like, a good thing. Yeah. And like they're so passionate for it as well. Like they were really canny when we met them in person but it's the same thing of like they've chosen to stick with the franchise even though they've gone independent. So that should speak to the you know, the quality of the franchise. Uh, and they've managed to like retain like a hell of a community as well, the people like me, us idiots who have stuck with the episodic thing, know what to expect and know how, how like vocal they are in terms of getting on the forums and talking to people. I just wish well for IO Interactive. Me too. It's, it's maybe maybe they don't really need the big marketing push anyway. We no. saw that with um, Hitman Absolution, which I admittedly like, but a lot of people didn't. That was Hitman trying to go mainstream, like yes. always trying to get this massive audience. And I think season one showed that they don't really need it. They can mm. sort of cultivate this goodwill and cultivate this market by kind of word of mouth and just the fans really embracing it. And that might be what we see with Hitman 2. I would hope so. I mean, the thing that they, um, that's the thing. I mean, Hitman, everyone who's played the first season of Hitman, you guys should go play it. Oh, uh, I will, I will. Kind of like came out of it going like, this is a hell of a thing and why didn't I play this earlier? And Giant Bomb gave it their game of the year for 2016. Wow. Um, one of the only outlets that did back in 2016, mainly because Overwatch and, and Inside were out. You know, that was, <laughs> those were our picks. But yeah, it's a phenomenal thing and hopefully it, it gets the attention that it deserves. Um, so there's that. Spyro Reignited is yes! also out on the same day. Brilliant. So okay, a lot of people's crash is going to end up going into Spyro. <laughs> Own set. Yep. So that's uh, yeah, November thirteenth for both those games, Hitman Two and Spyro. What do you think of Spyro? I played Spyro a 
butt ton when I was a kid, <laughs> and I am so excited. I've been following their Twitter and stuff quite like closely, and mm-hmm. they've been putting up little clips of like, here's what this level used to look like, and here's what it looks like now, and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, the fires in my heart <laughs> and the nostalgia, they are burning. Uh-huh. I think it's interesting comparing it to uh, the latest Medieval trailer. Like, did you guys see that with the, yeah. the remake of that? Because that seems like a way more base, like a skin swap or like a texture upgrade kind of thing, as opposed to Spyro's literally been remade. Totally. Like, from remade, the ground up, yeah. and it looks amazing. Like, one of the, that's the thing with, like, something with the way that Crash looked when he got remade, like, looked at initially a little bit off. Like, I don't know, just that sort of, like, really, like, radical bro 90s, <laughs> like, art direction didn't look that great, but it was still yep. fine. But you look at Spyro, and he's right at home. Like, the the new re- the new look of Spyro, for me, looks, looks spot on. I mean, Spyro the dragon looks great. I don't know about um, Hunter, the cheetah, you know, the cheetah. <laughs> I know he that looks guy. a bit yeah. odd, mm-hmm. but, but other than that. I, like, one of the things... Oh, God, no, I was going to say, what I would like with these, and it's just me being a spoiled brat of a gamer, is that it looks lush. The yeah. Crash Ensign trilogy was lush. Part of me kind of wants them to do the Halo uh, Master Chief collection thing where you can flick, s- between, flick them. between them. I know yeah. it's not, I don't, I don't think it's based on the same code or anything. I'm sure no. it's built from the ground up. But if there was somehow to get that feature in these games, I would love it. Because I want to play through it all once with the new graphics and mm. then play through it all again exactly how I remembered it. And I know what you're saying, just get a PlayStation 1. No, I don't want to. You can, you can get Spyro 1, 2, and 3 on the PlayStation 4. And get them on the Vita on, as well. On the Vita, yeah. Vita crew. Go. Me apparently, apparently the Vita is better than the Switch. Oh, yeah, it apparently. Is. Yeah, I mean, I like playing stuff, old games, without paying for them again. <laughs> so it's pretty good. But um, speaking of the PlayStation Classics coming out, <laughs> yeah, without Spyro and Crash. But uh, yeah, Spyro, like I think, is shaping up extremely well. Obviously, it's got the obviously it's got the nostalgic vote. Yeah, um, and it looks beautiful. That idea of switching between them is really fascinating, though, because yeah. the thing that dragged down the NCN trilogy for some was that if you if you went back to the old ones, the way that the mesh of those levels was made, yes. and that the jumps were different, which is oh. like if you flip between it on in Spyro case, would that mean that the actual world genre would have to change? That's the thing, because I, how did it really, I can't, I can't remember the Halo of the Master Chief collection, but how did that sort of change when you did flip between menu, them? It was literally it? just, I think no, you could no, do you, it on the you fly. Press the, you press uh, back or, or the sticks right. or whatever. Uh, yeah, you could flick on the fly. It, it blacked out and then came back up as the other game. Right. The way they achieved it was running the other game underneath the new one. So it was, it was always running both levels simultaneously and you just boot between That's them. ridiculous. It's great. 343, mm-hmm. like, I mean, for as much as they, as much as Halo gets a bad rap now, deservedly in some parts, did very right by that heart's in the right bit. place yeah 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 I think they're just hamstrung by a lot of uh, publisher whims but yeah I mean the idea of like flicking between them I think should be a, a medium standard whenever we have something like this just so you Not can see idea. how far something goes totally. uh, it'd be really cool so next up the day after that is Fallout 76 why are all these games coming out so close together I don't know we had an empty summer Rich. and then I, I know I, I can't I have no answers it's Wait, your fault it's your it's fault. fault apparently every... it's my fault let me explain every... <laughs> <laughs> it's like every year we get like the, the summer drought and then just everything just here's everything for November it's, and December. Uh, oh, hey, so we heard that you like Christmas and we heard you like buying games for Christmas. <laughs> Who would have thought? You know? But I mean, yeah. they assume everyone's out, outdoors during the summer, um, whereas we all want something to play. Yeah. So whatever. So Fallout 76, I'm not remotely warm on. Uh, Mr. Rich Hudson likes it a lot on PC, said he played with his friends, said that really brought it to life. You played the beta. I played the beta alone. Thoughts? Um, alone, I wasn't really taken... <clears throat> I wasn't blown no. away. Um in the same way as, like, if I was to play, say, The Elder Scrolls Online alone, I'd be perfectly happy. But I just didn't get that with Fallout 76. However, I am going to be buying it and playing Ooh, it with my friends. I, do you know what? I'm totally, because I, I, because I did play that solo, and 
ever since I played it, I can't stop thinking about how much fun it would be to play with friends. Right, right. And I've heard a lot of other people saying that, you know, yeah, like Rich has been saying, he's played it with friends and mm -hmm. it's great. I just want a game that's just like a big sandbox, like an RPG, mm -hmm. that I can just like muck around in. So yeah, I'm going to be trying it out. Because you know, when you were playing the beta, did you get much of a, like a handle or much of an idea of the different mission design? It seems like a lot of it's go here, get this thing. It's very, oh God, yeah, it's quite basic. <laughs> yeah, and don't, don't get me wrong, it's uh, not, it's, it's, I know I think, it's, it's like, not a perfect game. Right. I think that, like, might, I mean, the whole idea of it doing, like, base MMO style stuff is that it encourages social interaction. Yes. Like, you and your friends traveling to get this thing. It's simple. So, yeah. It's very simple. And it's like, go, like, obviously, doing anything with a bunch of friends is going to make it better. So I, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm so fascinated by it because for me, it's the most out of left field thing they could have done. <laughs> and then it's just like, you know, you have the Fallout fandom who are, like, you know, second to the, the Diablo fandom as far <laughs> as, like, knowing what they want. We'll get to those people later in the week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. 
But like, as far as this goes, it's just sort of like I I don't know who it's for. Like the yeah. main Fallout fandom seems yeah. to be just going, we don't want this, and the average gamer is like, just who cares about a multiplayer Fallout in in their regard? So I'm really curious how it's going to land. Me like, too. I think I'm going to pick it up eventually because I do want to see where this franchise goes, and mm. I think this will genuinely be a good starting point. You know, if if you don't like the multiplayer focus, that's fine. But yeah. if you do want to give it a try, this is going to be a good starting point. I think for a sort of live service platform type experience going mm. forward. While we do wait for Fallout and I think it may start a little bit sparse, a little bit empty, but I can see Bethesda continuing to support it and transforming it into a really mm. good game. That might mean nothing for the people who buy the launch <laughs> and are a bit burned, but if I want to jump into it eventually, I don't know if I'll do it on release date. I think the most interesting thing uh, for me, because I'm not that bothered about playing like multiplayer necessarily, is just how true are their claims that you can play it as a standard single-player Fallout mm-hmm. game? Because they've been saying that. They've been, oh God, we're sorry, no, we can do it solo. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember The Division when that was when you could play The Division solo. Two hours like, in and I wasn't convinced that yeah. it'd be a good solo game. It's like but... any, you know, you can boot into like anything solo and be like, yeah. I'm technically playing this <laughs> as a single-player experience, but it's not, like, clearly not geared towards being that. Um, so there's that. So the next up is two days later, Pokemon Go, Pokemon yes. Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee comes out on November the 16th. Okay. Which, you're a huge Pokemon fan, John. I'm, I'm the opposite Same. of a huge Pokemon fan. What? I just never played them as a child, you know? I never really got into them much. I love Pokemon, okay? I liked <laughs> Pokemon Go, so will I, I like this? I don't know, I, I know. Right, when I was growing I up, we learned, to be honest, I, had one, I had one console, right? I, I had Sony's consoles, and then I got an Xbox, and I got an Xbox 360, and didn't have the time or right. the money to get any <laughs> Nintendo consoles. You never had a Game Boy? I had a Game Boy Advance. Advanced. Advanced. I had a Game Boy Advance Uh and I didn't play any Pokemon on it because I thought it was for kids. I thought it was too cool. I mean, it is for kids. That's the thing, right? Me being a complete idiot when I was like 12, I was like, oh, this is a kids game. I want to play Call of Duty. (laughs) And I was wrong. (laughs) I think like the whole thing with um, with Pokemon Let's Go is that it's it's pretty much a remake of Pokemon Yellow with all the the Pokemon Go style things plugged into it. So it's a strange launch window because it's it's after the summer burst. I mean, like we all started playing Pokemon Go again this summer. People did two years ago. So now it's like, hey, remember this? Yeah, I think Hmm. Announcing it when they did was a smart move um, because it got a lot of us out there again playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, it did. Because of the compatibility. Every lunch break. <laughs> Every lunch break. Yeah. yeah, we were off, we were doing raids, and we were... I I spent money in the app, and I'm sure a lot of other people did. So announcing it when they did... You both did. I didn't like it, but I spent money on it. Like, oh. well, back in the hype, like, when it first launched, I spent money on it. Girl needs some balls, okay? Girl needs some balls, <laughs> Scott. You need your sauce, and that's not you a need game. the sauce. So you can get inside the game. Um, um, to be fair, I so, also spent money in Pokemon Go. Yeah, so <laughs> digital jacket, so you're yeah, not to worry. Announcing it when they did obviously, was to get people to go out and play Go again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that it's Christmas, you know, we'll play Let's Go for a bit, and then, again, the Pokemon Go compatibility will resurface in yes. the summer, I'm sure. And having, I mean, I only played a tiny bit of it at EGX, but it, 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 it's exactly what you expect it to be. Like, it, the graphics are gorgeous. I, I, for me, I'll, I'll get a kick out of just seeing a, a nice HD version of all the characters that I grew up with and all the creatures that I grew up with. And so there is that immortal pull from Pokemon. If you grew up watching the, the show, yeah. then they can always tap into that. I kind of have a theory that the only Pokemon generation that truly holds weight is uh, Kanto is the original the first one yeah. yeah and it's like you look at how much like Pokemon uh, Let's Go sorry Pokemon Go had the whole world at its feet again it's like it's kind of interesting seeing that they're yeah. coming back to it again 
So yes, there is, that's I don't know. That's a thing. I am high. Like, yeah, whether Pokemon can work in a Christmas window. Uh, following that, we have Battlefield Five. Remember? Right. Remember okay. Now I'm hyped. Okay. So November twentieth is Battlefield Five. Yes, it is. Cool, and, uh, you're the only one well, who cares. That's the thing. I'm gonna get a lot of crap for this because I do care because I played the beta and I thought it was really good. And no, we, um, we both did. It was good. We both played the beta. And it's got, it to took care. a lot of crap. And the messaging for this game has been terrible all the way through the board. We've just mm. found out that the Battle Royale uh, game mode isn't coming until next March, which is which is good, but it's also fine. bad that they've just sort of dropped it on us like yeah. right now. I yeah. think this game is gonna really stumble out of the gate, but I do. Hope, fingers <laughs> crossed, that it turns out to be good because I do like what I've played and I yes. loved Battlefield One and I've been playing Black Ops um, Four recently and I really want to get into it to sort of scratch that shooter itch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of been doing it for me, but it's not what I want from a first-person online multiplayer shooter. And what I want is Battlefield Five. <laughs> <laughs> I think even though, like you said, we played the beta and obviously it's Battlefield. At this point, they know what they're doing and it's it, you know it's locked down. It's Battlefield. But one of the things that stuck out to me was how safe they seem to be playing it. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like, yep, yeah, here's more Battlefield. And then you yeah. obviously looked at the, the PR messaging and these sort of different ways that they try to give Battlefield Five an identity that I think have fallen flat. And then even they went, oh, we're doing Battle Royale as well. And then, you know, Call of Duty beat them to the punch. Yeah. And so it makes really good business sense for them to delay it because then they're not going to have their mode put up against Blackout. But it's just strange. I feel like Black, I feel like Battlefield's kind of just limping out and just being like, I'm here. That is what Eventually, it feels like. Is it's it winded? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit in the knee. And I just think it's sort of, yeah, I don't know. Like, I obviously love the Battlefield games. I've played, I think I've played all of them. And so it just seems strange. It just kind of feels like a, a full delay might have benefited. It is, more. and it's it's not, like, like they showed off the single-player campaign, mm. which should be a huge thing now that Call of Duty doesn't have one. But it's yeah. just kind of like... Ah, it's it looks all right. Have they shown any more than that weird trailer that just looked like a bunch of interstitial vignette thingies? It was all like burnt out, like a spotlight on someone's face, and it whips past, and then someone else goes in for a bit, and then it cuts to something else. Was that the one from E3? Or was that the one? I think it came after E3, but because I couldn't tell you what the Battlefield's campaign is about, I have no idea. Well, no, because it's just like the episodic war stories thing again, over and over again. But I don't know if they they were fine for Battlefield One. That got loads of praise in that game, and Mm -hmm. I thought they were all right like it, it was an okay campaign it was really short some of the war stories were really good some of them were really meh and kind of short <laughs> like I, I if there was one thing about battlefield one that was sort of overblown in my opinion it was that single player campaign and which is why mm-hmm. i'm not i think ea sort of overrate how much people were sort of invested in that to return to it in this mm-hmm. next game even though i am appreciative that it's there at all because call of duty ripped out in <laughs> <laughs> i don't i like the idea of a big old triple a first person shooter thing so yeah but I think because COD got rid of the single player then Battlefield needs to keep it yeah I actually thought the narrative was a really strong point of Battlefield 1 mm-hmm. so, yeah. well I love the vignette approach to it I like the idea yeah. that you can just, you can canvas an entire you know like a time period by showing different things I was hoping that's what they were going to put in Battlefront 2 yeah and they just didn't I thought um, the storytelling yeah. was really good in Battlefield 1 like the way they told these stories and the characters mm-hmm. were well drawn it was just sort of the gameplay itself was kind of wrote and it was like oh we're going to a flying mission we're going to yeah. this uh, on, right, on yeah. rails <laughs> shooting mission we're going to a tank <laughs> mission it was sort of segmented really strange inside this episodic like narrative that was already itself structured really strange but I thought like the narrative was I think there's enough there for them to pull from and that's the thing they can make that there like they can make that part of Battlefield's identity if they'd led if the PR was better then they could have easily gone hey that thing that you love from Call of Duty we have that this year yeah. Yeah. and it would have just landed but they haven't done it so instead, it's instead they strange. just put 
a person on their cover. Yep, <laughs> yeah, and that went down. I hope that would go well. But uh, yeah, so speaking of things that aren't going to land very well, and oh, it's no. very sad, uh, November 27th is Darksiders 3. Oh. Now, I adore Darksiders 1 and 2, but yeah, RIP, oh. because this thing is coming out at the complete wrong time. Yeah. It's just, like, the Darksiders fandom is enough to, like, you know, it, the, um, what do you call them, THQ Nordic put out the remasters of the first one and the second one, sold apparently very well, and they said that was going to tie people over until the, the final installment. But it just seems, it, it's just come out at the wrong time. You've got people still working through Red Dead 2. You've got everything else that we're mentioning. And Darksiders is a, is a cult fan base. It's very much a, a small kind of underrated kind of thing. Yeah. It needed room to breathe and it's not going to get it. I, I, that's what I think about a lot of these games coming out at the end of the year, to be honest. Mm. I, I would push some of them uh, maybe to February, March, even though there's so much stuff coming out in February. <laughs> maybe well, I'll take that back because, no, just, I mean, Anthem, Days Gone, there's a lot of stuff. All in like, like, even that is next year. That's a tight little window, like two weeks or something, when it's like Anthem and Days Gone and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, all crammed together well. it's yeah. like hey industry just spread it out <laughs> we've got money we get paid every well month. I suppose Days Gone got delayed again so oh, it's Days Gone so it did yeah and I guess like you know but it's like if you just if you let it breathe a little bit I think people would check out Darksiders everyone knows the name and so like it's it's always been one of those franchises that like everyone knows or like knows someone who goes oh my god Darksiders and if yeah. you don't you now know that I do <laughs> and so like especially Darksiders 2 had this really lovely loot grind to it and it was a much bigger game but yeah it's a very hack and slash God of War type combat thing with all these kind of cool loot grindy RPG elements and the characters are great yep. if you ever liked Legacy of Kain it's pretty much the spiritual sequel in terms of it being like chunky characters I've been meaning to play them for oh, they're ages so good. and I just haven't gotten around to it and I really hope 3 does well because I mean just it'll, that'll affect whether yeah. I play 1 and 2 is how well 3 goes and I guess I was going to say regardless at least 3 is now coming out because yeah. fans have wanted I, mean, I forget when Darksiders 2 came out I think that was 2012 yeah a um, while ago like. it's been a while and so like yeah I mean, at least both those both those original games will always be there the first game has Mark Hamill as your little demonic companion floating around helping you and swearing at people <laughs> so if that doesn't convince you enough I don't know what will Good. so there is that um, so yeah next up speaking of another thing there's just no one seems to really care about is this December 4th Just Cause 4 which I completely forgot was coming yeah, out this uh, year a lot of these games I forgot were coming out until <laughs> yeah. I noticed them it's um, such a shame like wow yeah, I mean, we uh, we saw a lot of POS and a lot of, um, that's point of sale, a wheel yeah, though, from working yeah, in game shops. Uh, big old posters and billboards and stuff for Just Cause 4 down in Birmingham for the EGX there thing. But I haven't seen I haven't seen much gameplay footage of it. I haven't seen anything that demonstrably makes it different from 2 and 3. It just seems like more Just Cause, which, you know, fine, I'd love Just Cause 2. I think two, um, but... 3 got a lot of shtick when that came out for not being Just Cause 2. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Just Cause 4 is going to have the same well, experience. that's the thing. Just Cause 3 had this whole, like, you know, this personal story of Rico Rodriguez, and it was, you know, it was very story-focused. And a lot of people went, oh, that's not what we want. We want yeah. carnage and chaos. And then for 4, I was, they looked like that. They've got a new really cool storm system, and a tornado rips everything yes. apart. But then they were like, and we're going deeper on Rico than ever before. And I'm like, why? Hey. Why are you doing that? Just blow <laughs> stuff up. Like, hey, man, they know. could do it for Kratos and God of War, so they can do it for Rico True. Rodriguez. Yeah, That's... but not Avalanche. Not when their not when their focus is like <laughs> on world yeah. destruction. Like, I would love a, a really like I don't know older like beaten up. Kratos style Rico Avalanche are a really strange studio for me because that's their sort of premier series and yet the other work they do on other games is always better for me like they did (laughs) Mad Max and that was awesome and they're doing Rage 2 and that looks awesome yet Just Cause is like their big thing and for me I just don't get it they're only doing the driving bits of of Rage 2 right but those bits do look good Uh, still co-developed with them pretty much like Mad Max yeah with a lot of more colour in it so yeah I think I mean I don't know we'll we'll see how it goes I don't think Just Cause has the pull again it would just benefit from a different release window yeah like just put it out later i guess they have different financial windows and quarters to me but whatever we can end on a high december 7th is super smash brothers yes! ultimate 
finally arriving on the Woo! Nintendo Switch. Wow, with the that game looks ever. amazing. We've been given so many Nintendo Directs. Like, we've had, what, three Directs that mm-hmm. are all just about Smash, pretty much. And every single time I go, like, what more could they possibly announce? And then the one just dropped, like, last week. I just, <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I've actually lost count of how many people are in that thing now. Like, it was, There oh, yeah. are, like, so, uh, 100 and... Uh, there's like ultimate characters. There's a there's lot of characters. Of there's a hell of a lot. It, it seems like every week there's another new like announcement. Four years. It's saying something else has um, been on. So yeah, I mean, at least the roster is like at least jaw dropping yeah. in itself. I mean, there is something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think. I mean, I try to get really into the last Super Smash Brothers in terms of because obviously it's an esport. A lot of people really love it. So I was like, right, I'm going to give it its time of day. Um, I, I mean, I say I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to give it a shot. I just, I've never Super Smash Brothers Combat has never clicked for well, me. Well, we know that. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> this is not the place for that. But that's the whole thing. I've always, I would want to give every Smash Brothers a new shot. And Shovel Knight's in this one, even though he's an assist trophy. He is a trophy. So that might get me in. So you will love it then? I will love that one bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm kind yeah. of the same as you. I've tried to get into it before, and like I, I love playing it with friends, but I've never actually sat down with it for mm. an extended period of time and been like, right, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn the intricacies, intricacies of it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't really do that with many fighters, but I want <laughs> to do it with this. This seems like a really good jumping point for, for me, for the franchise, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to give it a go. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's Not- like the only fighting game I've ever been interested in. I wow. think the fact that it's all Nintendo games kind of helps, but just yeah. I just can't get behind the whole like side on just like you versus you but like with Smash it's like you're on like 8v8 or I think it's even more Mm. now in Ultimate and just like all these characters to choose from and um it just looks amazing. I usually play it solo, actually. Mm-hmm. I really loved the one on the Wii that had the adventure mode, and that's all I wanted for this Switch version, and they announced this. I was going they've got that new, like, top-down board game-type looking mode. It is going thing. to have adventure mode, and it, it looks, looks neat. amazing. So. I guess we'll see how it goes. I mean, in, yeah. in terms of there's a hell of a lot, like, in its favor. Like, Super yeah. Smash and Nintendo know exactly what Super Smash oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Fandom knows exactly what it is. So regardless of the, all the other games that we've covered on this that might not land as their developers and publishers are hoping, Smash, will Smash, Smash. Brothers will completely dominate and be <laughs> the game at Christmas. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you think, in the comments let us know however you can find us on social media or whatever this has been the what culture gaming podcast ivan scott your host joined by rachel hi <laughs> cheers <laughs> and also goodbye and joined by josh bye bye catch you guys later bye. see ya Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.